thanks for downloading the audio podcast of this week's sermon. We pray you'll be blessed and encouraged with the words you hear. The teacher asked her students to use the word fascinate. In a sentence, Patsy said, the Rocky Mountains are fascinating. Maggie said, I'm fascinated by the autumn colours. And little Johnny said, my dad's new shirt has ten buttons. But because of his big belly, he can only fascinate. (laughs) We're going to look at a fascinating story tonight. You've already heard his name, Shrek. It's about a naughty sheep who did a runner. Dave, can I ask you to play that wee video, please? Please, to Luke's Gospel. And chapter 15, and uh, we're going to read the first seven verses about the parable of the lost sheep. Luke chapter 15, and verses 1 to 7. Then all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to hear him. The Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. In the 1990s, a young male in New Zealand of only four years of age tragically went missing from his home. Despite frantic efforts and widespread searches, he could not be found. To all intents and purposes, he was feared dead, killed by a wild animal, maybe fallen down a pit or dying of starvation. Miraculously, after six years, he was found in a remote cave, alive, healthy, and well. Reunited with his family and integrated back into society, he became the darling of the nation. He met the prime minister and actually appeared on national TV, as well as becoming the subject of several children's books. Sadly, at the age of 17, he became ill. And he passed away. The nation mourned him. They even named a charity after him. And they raised loads of money in his honour. This is truly a fascinating, true story. His name was Shrek. And he was a lost sheep. So our title this evening is Shrek. And the 20 woolly coats. Esther and myself were out at Willie and Beatrice's this afternoon. And those of you who have been out know that it's a very extensive farm. And there's tons of different farm animals. We had the pleasure of meeting a pig called Samantha. And then Corey was in a big way to show us his three hands. Pastor, Paul, and Prentice. (laughs) 
I'm waiting for the next time when there's two more and I can call them Esther Prentice. But I don't think there were any sheep. A policeman in a big city stops a man in a car with a sheep in the front seat. What are you doing with that sheep? He exclaimed. You should take it to the zoo. The following week, the same policeman sees the same man in the same car with the same sheep in the front seat, with both of them wearing sunglasses. The policeman pulls them over. He said, I thought you were going to take the sheep to the zoo. The man replied, I did. We had such a great time, we're going to the beach now. This little rascal that we read about in the fictional story told by Jesus in Luke 15, he didn't go to the zoo and he didn't go to the beach with a friend, but he wandered off all on his own, as sheep do. Just like the New Zealand sheep called Shrek. It's a story aimed at us as humans, because the Bible tells us that We all, like sheep, have gone astray. You see, our nature is similar to that of a common sheep. Our inclination is to wander off and to do our own thing, to stray and to head to far-off fields which often seem greener, but seldom are. And so tonight, I'd like us to look at a few simple thoughts that we will get out of these stories tonight of Shrek and other silly little sheep. The first one is that they're on the run. You see, everyone is running somewhere. We're either running to something or we're running from something. The lost sheep probably didn't realize that he was running away from his master. You see, it's not always an instant or a decisive action. If you imagine the prodigal, and we didn't have time to read the whole of Luke 15 tonight, but there are three different stories, and perhaps the most uh, popular one is that of the prodigal son. He had itchy feet, and he couldn't wait until he got away for him. It was a decisive action. He wanted to get away from his older brother, from the father, from the family farm. He wanted his inheritance, and he wanted to squander that with worldly pleasures in far-off fields. But that doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes we wander off like a slow burner. See, often being lost starts when we lose sight of our loved one. A momentary lack of attention, something distracting us or something attracting us and our attention. It can happen very subtly, one small step at a time. But over a long period of time, all of these little small steps mean that someday you'll wake up and you are far, far away. Just like Shrek, who was so far away that he wasn't found for six years. It's a totally true story. Look it up at some stage. It's amazing. And just like this wayward sheep, many a person wanders away from the safety of the sheepfold. They can wander away from the safety of the shepherd, away from the security of the sanctuary. And all of a sudden, they're on the run. They find themselves far, far away in a dangerous 
in a dark place. You see, that's not somewhere where we really want to be. It's certainly not somewhere that we want to stay. You see, every lost sheep is on the run. The second little point that we take out of this passage this evening is never give up hope. Never, ever give up hope. You see, the Bible strongly encourages us to be persistent in prayer, to have faith and to never give up. Shrek's owner, John Perriam, never gave up hope of finding his prized sheep again. And neither does Jesus. He never gives up hope. And neither should we ever, ever give up on a lost sheep. I don't know about yourself, but have you ever woken up from a dream and the dream has been so vivid It has been absolutely vivid as if you were in that situation right there and then. This happened to me during the week. And it was as vivid to me that morning as you are in front of me this evening. And in the dream I saw six or seven people. And they were standing against the side wall of this church. In fact they were standing against this wall here to my left on the inside of this church sanctuary. I didn't know all of them. In fact, I did recognize some of them. One particular person was a family member of uh, someone who is here tonight, a longtime member of our church. And their backs were against the wall. I felt God say two things to me early that morning about this dream and the first one is this God is going to save our family members never ever give up hope the other thing that I felt that God was saying to me was this that an unsaved person a sheep who has wandered away and who has lost their backs are against the wall. They mightn't realize it, but their backs are against the wall. So don't ever give up hope that the lost sheep in your family will be found. Don't ever give up hope that that prodigal who has gone away to pastures green to uh, other things in life other than godly things that perhaps you are so disappointed about and perhaps and I don't know if you've done this or not but perhaps you've lost hope of that loved one coming back to the Lord you just physically cannot believe that it will happen because of their lifestyle but don't dare give up praying Don't dare give up hope. We believe that God's moving and he's speaking and he's drawing. And for our part, we need to be doing the praying. We need to be doing the inviting. And I know that some of you, many of you are doing that. And it's lovely to see new faces and and new folks. And you're so welcome uh, in our church. I hope you know that and I hope you sense that. 
But folks just kind of spreading it out there to everyone. When is the last time that we have actually invited someone to come to church? When is the last time that we have actually invited a family member who perhaps is not walking with the Lord, who perhaps is straight away? Maybe we think, okay, it's, you know, I asked them a few times and they said no and I don't want to harp on. Maybe you need to ask them again. I just want to leave that with you. Never, ever give up hope of the prodigal coming home and the lost sheep being found. The other thing from this passage is blessing others. You see, Shrek's fleece was shorn and it made up 20 men's coats. You see, primitive sheep shed most of their wool every year but the domestic breed like this one that Shrek was it's called a merino I don't know anything about that William maybe you do maybe you don't know but that's the breed they're raised primarily for their meat and their fleece continues to grow wool year round until um, sheared and during the six years of living in caves and roaming about the mountainside, Shrek's fleece grew to 27 kilograms, which is about four and a half stone. Roughly six times the average fleece produced by a merino sheep. His fleece, as we have said, contained enough wool to make 20 coats for 20 large men. Shrek became a blessing and that's where our title comes from this evening when he returned home Shrek blessed many other people when a backslider returns home they bring such a blessing to their brothers and sisters in Christ they bring such a blessing to us as a church family and then they can help uh, others as they use their experience of what it was like to wander about in far off fields and in the, the mountain sides and even in caves, those dark and lonely and desperate places, they can use those experiences to help others who are struggling. Their story can inspire other people in their walk with Jesus. Their journey can also help other lost sheep to find their way back home. And that's what we've loved so much about the past four or five or six weeks when we've invited people to come and tell their stories. From Brian Anderson, who spoke about adoption, who at 40 years of age uh, discovered that he was adopted. I know that that touched many, many hearts. Billy Dixon, who you've heard of, who's coming back on Tuesday week uh, with Gail Bunting to speak to us about invisible traffic. Billy told us his story about how he had the world at his feet, how financially he was so well off, he was running his own business, he was um, the limelight of, of so many things, he was uh, in with stars and celebrities and what have you, and then there was burnout and his marriage broke down and he found himself in a really dark and desperate place to a point where he was lying one Christmas time on the floor of his rented property with not even enough money to put oil in the tank. 
We think of Zach and Rebecca, that lovely couple last week, and I know that that encouraged not only our young people, but it encouraged so many others. And I can't get it out of my mind that Zach, so honest of him as we interviewed him last Sunday, and he said that he had this box of pills ready at the, at the side of his seat, and a friend called Simon, who Esther and I know very well, sent him a text and said, Zach, will you play for us at the end of the week? And that turned his life around. You see, lost sheep can bless others when they come back home. The prodigal, when they come back home, have got a wonderful story, a different story to yours and mine, but their story will bless other people. Just as we have been encouraged and challenged by those who have shared their stories with us of recent weeks. And then, of course, there is a lasting legacy. When a lost sheep comes back home, they set about leaving a lasting legacy And you might say, well, what does that mean, Paul? It means that you will make an impact that will last long after you die. Just like Shrek, who became a national hero, who was universally mourned when he passed away, who had a charity set up in his name, whose fleece was auctioned off to provide medical supplies for sick children. He left a lasting legacy because we're talking about him tonight. We're thinking about him tonight and his inspiring story. What sort of a legacy will we leave behind? (coughs) What seeds are we sowing today that will eventually be a harvest long after we are gone? May we walk and may we work And may we witness while we have breath so that others will see it. And that will make a difference, a huge difference in other people's lives. May our lasting legacy be a lasting inspiration to many other people. Last little point. Heaven's red carpet is waiting for us. Heaven rejoices when one sinner comes back home. Didn't you just love the way that farmer celebrated in the wee video clip? Did you see him where he he stood up on the the fence and then he he had to get higher and then he just, he called all his friends and he jumped into there so ecstatic, so overjoyed about finding his little lost sheep. Never mind that he left the lost sheep in the 99 in the open pasture. Folks, this wonderful parable that Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 15 about the three lost things, the missing coin, the prodigal son, and the lost sheep. We know that all three of those were found. Do you know who found them? Grace. Grace found them all. You see, when grace saves a sinner or carries a backslider back home, I want you to picture this in your mind. Heaven goes wild. 
Heaven throws a party like we have never, ever seen before. And heaven rolls out the red carpet and lays on this lavish banquet. It celebrates like crazy, just like that crazy sheep farmer. And hope and mercy and love and forgiveness each give each other a massive high five. Heaven celebrates when a sinner comes home. Heaven is waiting for your family member to move from having their backs against the wall to walking on the red carpet. And the angels in heaven and the 24 elders and the redeemed and the trinity rejoice and celebrate and roll out that red carpet when even one, even one repents of their wayward ways. Heaven's red carpet is rolled out and it's waiting for you and it's waiting for me. It's waiting for the 99 good and faithful sheep, those faithful and humble servants of Jesus who have walked closely to and with the shepherd. But it's also rolled out and it's waiting for that one last sheep. It's waiting for the one The one that the shepherd loves to find, loves to rescue, loves to throw over his shoulder and bring back home. When someone comes from having their back to the wall of the world, to having their feet on heaven's red carpet, eternity shouts in praise. Heaven roars with excitement and welcomes them home. That's how heaven celebrates by rolling out the red carpet. Amen. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like any more information, have a look at our website at www.ballymoneyelam.com.